As promised, we have the 2023 Virginia Tech football schedule release. Can the Hokies compete in the ACC this season? No divisions, but will it be something that they where they can't rest on that coastal blanket? We'll talk about that with Kenton Gibbs on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on everybody welcome to today's edition of locked on acc i'm your host candace cooper joined by kenton gibbs of locked on wolfpack each and every day you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts we always appreciate a good download a good subscription it goes a long way make sure that you hit us up on youtube as well we are fully live there sometimes we go live sometimes we, we do a little recording all the way in between it is a good time kenton how are you feeling on this monday I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I, I believe that you got to attack Mondays or Mondays attack you. And so I'm, I'm fighting this Monday with everything I got. But this Monday got some hands. It got some hands. We're going to be all right. A thousand percent. You know, I think Virginia Tech will certainly need some hands if they want to get through the 2023 season. When it comes to football, we know that they are not the Virginia Tech necessarily of old. And maybe they're just trying to be the new Virginia Tech that's comes along with Coach Pry, and there's going to be a lot of conversations today after reviewing the schedule about whether or not they can be successful. But at an out, you know, outsider's glance, just an overall feeling, how do you think the Hokies are going to do? I mean, I think that the Hokies are, you know, they're in for another season of a little bit of struggle. And um, I don't think that anybody should be surprised by this. I don't, I don't think that anybody should be super shocked by the fact that uh, this is a Virginia Tech team that, you know, they ain't been right since uh, they benched Hendon Hooker for for Braxton Burmeister. They ain't been right since, and uh, you know he did. He hit him with the color purple. Till you do right by me, everything you do gonna go wrong, and that's that's been exactly what's happening. But honestly, it starts, and I gotta say this, and I know everybody's not gonna like it, but it starts with the same thing that I say about NC State and UNC. Mm-hmm. You have got to build a fence around your your state. You have got to build a fence around your state. And when you can't do that, you're going to have some problems. You're going to run into um, struggling mightily just like anybody else would. If you look at their last, if you look at the last few classes that they've had uh, in terms of high school football players, I mean, out of the top 10, out of the last two classes of the top 10 football players from the state of Virginia, how many do you think stayed with Virginia Tech? I would say about two. You, okay, so out of the last two classes, you're saying that two of them stayed with in Virginia, specifically with Virginia Tech. Yes. I can tell you this. Out of the <laughs> last two classes combined, two have not stayed in the state of Virginia to play their football. Okay, good. Okay, not great. a single one. Not a single one of the top players in Virginia in terms of top 10 out of the last two classes has gone to Virginia Tech. Mm. Very telling. You're you're always going to struggle with that because Virginia is a hotbed of talent. Hundred percent, a hotbed of talent. And so, um, when you struggle to recruit your own state, I say it all the time: it's never about your exes and your olds; it's your Larrys and your Joes. We saw, and and I hate to keep harping on this, but like very seriously, the difference in Virginia Tech's offense when we saw 
Braxton Burmeister and Hendon Hooker, right? And this is not to say, oh, I'm going to harp on that forever. But I'm saying it was the exact same system. But look at how much one guy made the difference, made it look like something entirely different. They're losing the battles for those one guys. And that's, you know, that's that's why you're you're seeing what you're seeing with Virginia Tech as of late. And it's not Coach Proud's fault necessarily in terms of the, the deficiency of talent with the older guys. But, I mean, he's got to start winning in the living room at some point. You know, I think Hinton and Hooker just owes us a couple checks the way we dropped the boy name. You know, I, we definitely have to go visit him in Detroit, do something, because we, we've been holding we hope we've been holding Mr. Hooker down for a minute. He owes me nothing but wins <laughs> in the Honolulu Blue. Nothing but respect for my future quarterback. <laughs> Love that for you. Yes, I think that Virginia Tech has a lot before them. It's going to be a season that really starts with that quarterback position. It's not something where you have a superstar, but he could be one that has a breakout season. We've seen quarterbacks in our conference certainly take some serious strides. They will need that if they want to be any sort of competitive in this ACC. But we'll kick off things for Virginia Tech here. Their opening matchup against our friends against ODU like listen ODU Old Dominion for those who don't know the full phrase or saying the full phrase they are not a team to play with and I really feel like Virginia Tech is going to come out here and what we've seen in past years struggle a little bit with the what is ODU's uh mascot I believe they are monarchs monarchs it's the monarchs yeah (laughs) I'm, I'm fairly certain I was thinking about it. I'm like, what is what is their team name? I'm fairly certain it's the Monarchs. Yes. So the ODU Monarchs certainly have given Virginia Tech a little bit of tizzy each and every time that we've seen in the last couple seasons. They've beaten them, you know, at a time or two. So there will be no games as they prepare for this September 2nd matchup. Absolutely. It better not be any games. You <laughs> thought that you were going to come in and they were going to roll over last year. And ODU said, hey, we actually run Virginia. <laughs> And how embarrassing that was. How embarrassing that must have been for Virginia Tech. But truly, I need them to learn from that, grow from that, and say, hey, we are a superior team on paper to this team. We must go out and be superior. Mm -hmm. We are the team that is supposed to be better, supposed to have all the talent, supposed to have all the things. We must go out and show that we have all the things. Yeah, they definitely have to play with the chip September 2nd on that Saturday. Playing in Lane Stadium, of course, is one of the hardest places, in my opinion, to play, you know, college football. So you have to bring that energy and sort of set the tone for you how you want your season to go. Absolutely. Next off, they'll have their second home game against Purdue. That'll be September 9th, a nice Big Ten matchup. And as we talk about the ACC versus the Big Ten and make our argument in our cases for why our conference is just as good, if not better, as the Big Ten, having someone like a Virginia Tech be competitive against the Boilermakers will certainly be a good showing, an opportunity. You know, here's an opportunity where we can use the fact that they still have divisions against them and pull off a massive coup here, okay? If Virginia Tech wins this game, did you know that they'll be beating the defending uh, Big Ten West champs? I did not know. Thanks for the enlightenment. Hey, Virginia Tech, Hokies. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) Oh, there's plenty of pressure. There's pressure. Yeah. We're looking at you. We need you to do good things here because – I mean, in all seriousness, this is a this is a situation where you're you're looking at the uh, Hokies and you're saying to yourself, how good are you really? And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Purdue is slacks or slouches or they're a terrible team, uh, because, again, they really are the, the Big Ten West champs. But 
with that being said, I mean, I don't think that Virginia Tech gets this game done. I think that they lose in a fairly close one. Uh, but with that being said, an upset here would be massive for not only Virginia Tech, but the conference as a whole. Now, look, if Syracuse can do it, there okay. might be a will in a way. Okay. I ain't you saw you. you saw that game like I did. Syracuse <laughs> did everything they could to give that thing away. And Purdue said, mm-mm. It was like that episode of South Park where they were playing Little League Baseball and all the kids wanted to go home, so they were trying to lose on purpose. It was like that. It was, you know. So, I mean, hey, if, if Purdue goes and blows it like that again, then Hokies better capitalize because yeah. this is a big one. This is a, Coach Pry, this is a big one to show people, hey, this is a statement. Beating ODU, not a statement. Yeah. Not a statement. Expectation, yeah. Beating Purdue, hold on. Hold on now. <laughs> You're saying something. And we might want to start listening. Yeah, 100%. Virginia Tech will then travel up to Jersey and face September 16th opponent Rutgers. And I think this will be, again, another Big Ten matchup where Rutgers can certainly, you know, not the most superior team out of their conference. Virginia Tech, not the most superior team out of their conference, but a good win for both should they pull it, pull it off. You know, this when I look at this game and I say to myself, who do I think is the better team? Who do I think is the team that's going to give more folks problems next year? I struggle to come up with a clean and concise answer because <laughs> neither of these teams are like all that world beating, all that much of teams that, you know, you're sitting up here and you're saying, man, these guys, hey, they're going to shock the world next year. But with that being said, I mean, this is another game where it, it feels like out of these first three Coach Pry has to get at least two. At not, least two. Yeah, not the best of the worst. That's just crazy. I mean, but so ODU is a group of five team. Mm-hmm. And then you got a power five team that is objectively the winner of their division, but winner of one of the weakest divisions and all of the power five. I mean, the Big Ten West was slightly better than the Coastal last year by a hair, by <laughs> Literally one of these hairs. For those of you who don't know, I'm bald and pointing at little stubs that are growing out of my head here. Now, um, and then this third game, you're looking at a Rutgers team that was four and eight. The last time they made a bowl game, did you know it was because of a technicality? Of uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is not, you know, no disrespect to Greg Schiano, but uh, he came back and, and they are not seeing it reunited anymore. It is not reunited and it feels so good at this point. 100% agree. Today's episode is brought to you by our fans, our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook. You can get in on all of the action, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, or more. No, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Again, that's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on today to join no sweat. First bet up to $1,000. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Please gamble responsibly. Kenton Gibbs and I talking through Virginia Tech football 2023 schedule preview. And of course, you talk about the Hokies and not necessarily being the team of old, but certainly having to find, they're going to have to find ways to win dang near each one of their matchups. And the September 23rd matchup between Marshall will certainly be one where Marshall is not a team you can play with. But if you do win big, it'll show certainly show some progress for your program. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a game that, 
it's another one that this is a, a team that's in the area in terms of uh, not in the areas in very close to West Virginia, but I mean, Huntington, Huntington, Virginia, I believe that's where Huntington, West Virginia, I believe that's where uh, Marshall is. It's, it's not that far. It's, it's not that far. You need to win this game. Again, you cannot lose to group of fives and independence of smaller and alternative schools and consider yourself like, hey, we're trending in the right direction. So this feels like another one of those games that whether or not you have the better team, Pry, you got to do something. You yeah. got to figure out something, brother, because you can't – nobody is going to sit around and say, well, you know, there were just guys hurt. Well, you know, that was just – something has to give here. Yeah. Your guys have to show up and show out at some level here. Yeah. And if not, you know, you're looking at a, a really, really tough time and and looking at folks having some conversations about you, Coach Pry. So – you need to make sure this is another one of those that it's a, it's a lesser opponent on paper. You need to get it done. Pitt, I mean, Virginia Tech's first matchup in the ACC will be against Pitt on September 30th. They'll end their September schedule with a good one. Pitt, of course, being an old coastal foe. Now this Pitt team, of course, coming in with a new quarterback, one who's sort of a veteran in this ACC game and Phil Dracovic will go up against a Hokies team that, you know, for all intents and purposes, is certainly switching things up. Things are starting to shift and they're trying to get the right pieces in place. But when it comes to a battle against the Panthers, how do you see this one going? Oh, man. And I believe that this is going to be their whiteout game, too. Ooh, we. Ooh, we. What a tie. I think that's the worst game to wear a whiteout in because if Virginia Tech wants a shot of winning this game, they got to make it nasty. They've got to make it mucky. They've got to make this a knockdown drag out because if you try, I don't think Virginia Tech has the horses in the stable offensively. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that they're I think they're going to be improved from last year offensively in some regards. Hopefully that running game is better than what it was last year. And uh, obviously their leading receiver is gone now from last year. So you, you can't just go with the offensive strategy of Caleb Smith is down there somewhere. Not anymore, buddy. So um, with that being said, they're going to have to generate offense somehow, but this is going to have to be one of those games where whoever gets that lunch pail on defense, they need to share it. Everybody needs to be eating out that thing this week because everybody needs to bring their hard hat to work and make this a hard, gritty, nasty, tough game. If not, pit rolls. But with that being said, I think the pit takes a handle. They win handily here. I think Pitt's defense could potentially take a step back this season from all the, you know, dogs that they had last year. But I still don't know that it will be enough for Virginia Tech in a potentially new quarterback position as they're definitely going to have a competition going into fall camp. Um, and I don't necessarily think that will be enough. I mean, I think the problem there is – the only problem with that assumption is assuming that Pat Narduzzi would not get a defense together – is assuming the sun will rise on the west. I ain't say that. That's not what I said. I said take a step back. I ain't say they wouldn't be together. I just said take a step back. And and what I'm saying is, Pat Narduzzi, if he gonna do anything, them boys gonna fill a gap. Them <laughs> boys gonna get some pass interferences when you throw the ball deep, and they gonna get after that quarterback behind like nobody's business. And I, mm. you know, would they be able to throw the ball? Heaven only knows. Would they be able to run the ball? Hey, I don't, you know, that's tough. But one thing about Pitt, they're always going to play good defense. And the the task for the Hokies in this game, again, make it nasty. Do not make this game a cute track meet. Do not make it stop doing that face every time you say that. You got to make <laughs> this. What is that reference? 
Everybody knows that. When you say you got to make a football game nasty and gritty, that means that you cannot allow their offense to have their way. You got to, it ain't going to be pretty. Your white jersey is going to be real dirty by the end of this thing. You're going to need the ice tub by the end of this thing. You're going to need ice packs all over you when you get out of this thing. But guess what? It don't matter. All the ice packs in the world, if you walk away with a W, they were worth it. I've never heard, okay, you you got it, bro. You, you got it. Because I ain't never heard, you know, nobody say, let's go to a swimming, let's make it nasty, let's fight with the water, let's get crazy. It's a yeah. swimby. See how you're making that it's face? It's a swimby. It's See a how very you're different making situation. That face? See it's how you're making that face? A swimby to a football game. It, That's people, how I feel. Y'all are not physically coming in contact with each other on the regular. You never know. Have you ever have you ever done a warm-up? Have you ever done a warm-up at a swimming? That's okay. that's a full contact sport. All right. People aren't never mind. I'm not even gonna say what I want to say. No, go ahead. Uh, because you're about to be ignorant. I was about to get the no. you say yet again. What I was gonna say is people <laughs> do not people walk away from swimming with their facilities fully intact up here. Are you sure? Uh, in a way the football players I think go. there's gonna be some data that comes out one day about how all that chlorine consumption makes your screws a little bit loose. I'm not gonna well, I'm not gonna hold you. I guarantee you that data will be far behind the guys who make it nasty on the field. It will be far <laughs> behind. Stop saying that. <laughs> That's the it's the it's the it's a it's saying. It's a saying. All of the other sayings for that type of thing are way worse. They're way worse. Oh my They're, god! I can I can't even say half of them. Please. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So, I mean, I, that's what I would say. Yo, what, let's get talking. You, you I want them to strap their nuts on and be ready to play a tough game. Like that's the other one. See, you see, and that's one of the PG ones. That's one of the PG ones. There is a lady present. What is okay? Okay. Right. Let's get into right. October because help us, Father. They got let's to go start. on the road and play against someone who can make it nasty, and that is Florida State Seminoles. That is actually not Florida State's mo, but um, <laughs> they don't yeah, make it nasty. Florida State, no. Florida yeah. State is not known as like a, a extremely physical, gritty team. They're known as being like more talented. Now, why do you have to do this? Because all right, well, we're not going to go there today. Florida State will do what Florida State does and be a, a superior team from start to finish in this one. I mean, 100%. I really don't. I really don't see much of a world where uh, Florida State struggles in this one. If they struggle, it's because they're making mental mistakes. Like that's where I see that only being a factor. If they struggle, it's because they overlook this team entirely, Absolutely. and Virginia Tech is playing their Super Bowl. That's Ups- the only upset one. of the century. Upset. Absolutely. It would. This would be like Boston College playing NC State last year. Like upset. Because yeah, why? Because it, sure. it's one of those why. How did you? How did this even become competitive? For Let's sure. talk, talk about October fourteenth game at home for the Hokies to be against Wake Forest. Even Deacons, a very you know up in the air game. I wouldn't give it to either, honestly. Yeah, there is, you know, a lot of people are bringing up the very interesting point about Wake Forest's recent success in the like. That that prolonged success was an aberration in Dave Clawson's career that also coincided with um, a, a young man by the name of Sam walking through that door and he ain't coming no more. He's 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 got a different gold helmet that he's donning these days that ain't fully in the ACC, but they dip a toe in the ACC, but they're not really in it. But we ain't going there. What is important mm-hmm. is uh, this is this is another one of those games that I would think um, if Virginia Tech wants to win again. They're going to have to do so defensively and with a tough running game. They're going to have to um, make sure that they can gash uh, Wake Forest on the ground because we've seen this year after year after year. When has Wake Forest ever had a good defense against the run? And so if Virginia Tech wants to win this game, their backfield is going to have to 
uh, carry him forward in doing so. With that being said, this one is kind of a push, but even in that situation, I'd still give Dave Clawson and the boys a slight. I'd, I'd bet on them to win by two or so. So, so far, Virginia Tech ain't won the game yet. I ain't going to hold you. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they, they won against ODU. They, yeah, they should they should be OD they should be ODU and Rutgers. Now, again, I said they need two of those first. You think they're gonna you're gonna they're gonna beat Marshall too? Uh, I, all right, all right. I think, I think okay. they can. I think okay. they can. They'll have a bye week during October 21st, and then in their October stretch with Syracuse on a Thursday night football matchup. Syracuse, of course, being a good team, but they've seen the side of Atlantic the Atlantic wow. Division where they've had to struggle. Maybe they dominate. A Virginia Tech team who's had you know plenty of time here in the coastal. I think that's also a toss toss up one that I might err on the side of Syracuse only because I need Babers to keep his job. Um, and in games where you look at both teams, you're like, I'm not sure what to rock out with here. And there's uh, similar in some ways. I think Syracuse is the better team overall, but what puts them over the edge to where I feel comfortable saying Syracuse wins this game is they have Garrett Schrader and the other mm-hmm. team doesn't. And I'm yeah. not saying Greg Schrader is a world beater, but yeah, I mean, who is Virginia Tech going to trot out there at quarterback? A veteran quarterback certainly does help the system. Again, we don't even—I don't even know if full confidence who the Virginia Tech quarterback is going to be this fall. And also, who's going to check a Rondé Gaston the second? Who's going to do it? That's your guy. Yeah, you—you you right. You 100. I ain't. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it to you when you got it. November fourth, it'll be at Louisville. Now look, Louisville finna jump us. Okay. I think they win this home game, mm. but I think it's more competitive than you think. But you know, Cardinals fans. By this point in time, we'll know uh, whether or not who we got. all of, of, of the Cards Nation was right and said, hey, <laughs> Brom got us in Brom we trust, or whether or not it was just like, hey, y'all was blowing smoke trying to get over that hurt from Satterfield leaving y'all like that. You know it what I mean? Was. And, and with that being said, there's two different universes for, of this game for me, right? There's a universe where – Louisville looks like what many other people around the ACC are wondering. We're like, why is everybody so excited about this team? And that makes this game a tough one. Uh, There's also a world where Louisville is as good as their fans believe, and um, they mop the floor in this game. It it doesn't end up being all that close. So Mm -hmm. um, I I think in one of the – I think in both of the scenarios, it's a tough one for Virginia Tech. But even – in the in-between of those, I still see Louisville winning this one. Not comfortably, but they they find a way to, to pull it out late. Well, I think Louisville and Virginia Tech are both in these interesting positions with quarterbacks that are fairly new to leading programs, right? So you have an yeah, opportunity sure. of you know mistakes. But at this point in November, you feel like both have either found their groove or we're just going to have to go ahead and enter that transfer portal early, start making those calls, those feelers. You was who you was when you got here at that point. <laughs> I understand. I understand. You know, I think this will certainly be a game about the defenses and who who has you know seen some improvements in terms of just figuring out how to stop a quarterback that may not necessarily have it or one who is who is doing well but doesn't necessarily step up in this specific matchup november 11th they will be on the road again this time against boston college and hey here's one here's a dub i got you yeah i was looking looking for it i found you one yes virginia tech this is one where it's like it's right here the alley is right here don't smoke the layup don't don't you dare blow that bunny (laughs) don't you dare don't you dare (laughs) don't do it let me tell you something I talked about, you know, oh, you can't just do the uh, Caleb is down there somewhere offense anymore. You know who did that a lot last year? 
You know who got a couple wins last year by just saying <laughs> our guy somewhere in that decision, Mr. Zay Flowers is in Baltimore now. Yeah. He's in Baltimore. Mm, yeah, he is. He is. He is. And so with that being said, um, I can't name a single skill position player off of that Boston College offense that I can trust to be a reliable number one. That's fair. And then you combine that with the fact that, like, we're living in bizarro world of the the offensive line is trash at Boston College. Oh, oh, Virginia Tech beat them handily last year. I don't think that we will see something different this year. Yeah, I agree. I think Virginia Tech picks up the dub here. So thank God we found it the third, maybe arguably the fourth win. And a conference and a conference win too. Look Absolutely. At you. Get Absolutely. You a win. And Atlantic against an Atlantic team, which you know Get you we, always, we talk about verse, verse, verse. Now they go home and they play an NC State team where listen, I feel like this NC State program by this point will know who they are. Right, whether Brendan Armstrong has lasted, he I've seen him in the top ten transfer list, which I'm like, right. all right, all right, transfer yeah. quarterback yeah. list. I'm like, so uh, that's certainly a choice. Now, will he still be here come November 18? Remains to be seen. But you also have MJ Morris, who I again think will be able to take over and help the Wolfpack beat the Hokies. I mean, the 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 name of the game here is like you said. Who are the Wolfpack going to be? Who are, by this time in the season, it should be definitive in terms of like, okay, we know what this team is. We know what they're about and all that good stuff. Here's where, here's what benefits the Hokies. Mm -hmm. The game after them, NC State will be playing their hated rivals, the boys in baby blue from right on down the street in Chapel Hill. If you're Virginia Tech, you're wishing and hoping and praying that Drake May is lighting up everybody. (laughs) He's doing something crazy. He's going to New York. Because if that's the case, NC State could be shaking in their boots and overlook you. They that's could fair. overlook you. With that being said, Tony Gibson is returning one of the best secondaries in the country. And he's one of the best coordinators in the country. One of the most well-paid as well. Um, NC State's got a new offensive coordinator. And everybody knows how I feel about Mr. Tim Beck. So we don't have to rehash that. But eee, this is going to be a tough task. This is going to be a tough task uh, yeah. for, for Virginia Tech. They end their season with a good old-fashioned Thanksgiving matchup between their arch rivals, Virginia, at Virginia this year, the Commonwealth Battle of the Commonwealth. You know, (laughs) deep Negro spiritual side, because it's just going to be about who wants it more. Throw the record books out. They didn't get to play the matchup last season for obvious reasons. This year, you know, you play your hardest, and both programs are struggling. The state of Virginia, we know football right now, for our Virginia programs isn't the best. But, man, it would be nice to see the Hokies come away with a big one. These two teams hate each other, and you're right. Throw the record books out. You think you're better than us. We think we're better than you. We don't like you. You don't like us. And with that being said, normally, normally, that benefits the worst of the two teams. The problem is, who's the worst of these two teams? <laughs> oh, it's a question. Fighting. Yeah. It's a question that we just don't really have answered. But right. with that being said, I think Virginia Tech will be the slightly better team. I think Virginia starts out hot. They start out emotional. They haven't played this team a little bit. But I think that uh, Coach Prize is the better coach in this game. And I think that they'll be able to be a little bit more even kill and kind of maintain and just, just you know, do what they need to do to come out of this thing with a win, as opposed to getting too high and then crashing later in the game, which I believe Virginia will do. So about five wins. 
feeling five wins for Virginia Tech. And that's I feel a four. Okay. I feel four. Four. I'm giving them Wake Forest. And I don't know. I just I have a feeling. I, have a feeling I mean, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Five wins. If 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 they look up at the end of the season and they have five wins, I think that that's an objective success. I think I, I agree. I think that that's a success. But the thing is, at that point in time, you start looking at pride like, all right, bro, start winning some of these battles. Some yeah. of the best players in the nation, in the nation, are from your backyard. You start winning those battles at, at on the couches, and you'll start being better everywhere else. That Last year, they finished the season three and eight. They probably probably would have been four and eight had it not been for some tragic circumstances completely off the field that they had no control over. Right. But still, I think five wins. Hey, four, five is more than four. You're headed in the right direction. A thousand percent. Especially because you got five wins playing more Atlantic teams than you would have last year. Thousand percent. And like again, at the end of the day, I think for what we talk about Atlantic versus coastal, there are definitely going to be some competitive coastal teams. There are certainly going to be some Atlantic teams that are going to get a nice little wake up call. But I think that's what makes this divisionless ACC this season very fun. Absolutely. I'm ready to see it. Um, I I actually don't agree with that take. I think that we'll see a lot of coastal teams that we thought were good, like, oh, oh God. But you just have we'll this see. thing about coastal teams. Is that gonna let you have that? And I feel like, we'll the, like I truly believe like you are the Atlantic guy. I'm very much the coastal girl, and I can't wait to be like, ah, oh, it's funny how you were so, and then we could just run it back. I just hey, want to make sure I make sure we're clear. Hey, listen. Everybody's gotta have a everyone has to have a side going into the season. You've clearly chosen yours. In the words of the Canadian, that. in the words of the Canadian boy, who we probably gonna have a surviving him documentary coming out on in a few years. Oh my! I got high God. hopes for you fellas. We gonna see, okay? I I hear everybody talking about what they gonna be. I got high hopes for you boys. We gonna see. We gonna see. You love making it nasty and weird at the end. All right, oh, guys. Boy. There we go with the Virginia Tech 2023 football season schedule preview make sure that you download subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you think we got hot topic tuesday so kenton is going to make a nice community poll ask you what you want to hear about we will talk about that on tuesday and then we'll get you ready for the rest of the week as we end june cannot believe we're already in july we're getting ready for acc kickoff crazier times crazier times so we hope you guys have a great rest of your evening for candace cooper and kenton gibbs until next time